Welcome, welcome, welcome to the premiere episode of Bop or Flop. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work on we'll it. We'll work on it. Give us some time. Um, this is uh, Aaron Minkema tuning in live with uh, Simon Gettle. Mm-hmm. So, Simon, why are we doing this? That's a great question, Aaron. Uh, so, it's my understanding you've been wanting to do some sort of new discovery slash album review type podcast for a while. Yeah, I uh, have had uh, this idea in my head for quite a while, and I have just been waiting for the perfect co-host to be able to help me navigate through these waters, and you came along. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you say yes? Honestly, I'm just looking for fame any way I can possibly get it, and this is the most accessible um, avenue for me right now. Uh, Simon, uh, if I recall correctly, uh, you did have a, a short contract yeah. with um, OnlyAaron.com. Only, is that correct? OnlyAaron.com. That's right. Uh, it's a subsidiary, subsidiary <laughs> excuse me, of OnlyFans and OnlyFans, the lesser known <laughs> dessert-based um, adult content. I, lo- I, I, I do love that. Yeah. So yes, this podcast is called Bop or Flop. Every single week, or however often we want to do this, um, so maybe not every single week, who knows, we will be taking um, one of the new release albums that have come out uh, this past week and reviewing it song by song to decide whether a song is a bop or a flop. Um, bop, I mean, bop, well, you would have a more positive connotation, I feel like. But yeah, yeah, like a bop or a flop. Well, I'm still learning. We'll, we'll get it down. Simon, what is yeah. what would we call the definition of a bop? <sighs> wow. Okay. So this would go a lot of different ways. But mainly, a bop is... Sorry, that's our, <laughs> that's our producer, Prairie Jean, in the back here. Um, it's a dog. <laughs> She's unpaid. Um, a little, a little <laughs> rude, but um, she's just working on the levels, making sure we sound good. Am I, am I good, PJ? Yeah. She's she's nodding. Yes. So, uh, what were you talking about? <laughs> uh, we can just flow right in. <laughs> um, I really lost our train of thought. <laughs> okay. Um, this is gonna be an edit. Or an yeah. editing nightmare. I think that's for sure. Yeah. Um, Good luck. Okay, but where were we? Um, what got us here? Why are we doing this? Oh, definition of a bop. So a definition of a bop uh, is a song that is undeniably good. Um, and that can that fits, you know, a lot of different criteria. It could just be super catchy. The lyrics could really take you on a journey. Like, a, it could be very... I'm saying there's a range. It can be deep. It can be not deep at all. I'm thinking not deep being like a sour candy Lady Gaga type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. whereas um, deep might be, oh, I don't know, uh, a Get Free, Lana Del Rey. <laughs> what right. album is that from, Simon? Um, okay, you're not supposed to ask the tough questions. It's out. Lust for Life, thanks. I honestly thought I was just taking a test and I, like, had an anxiety attack. Well, the, the, I mean, the good news is, is you got it right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you got it right, but I'm assuming did. you did. I did. Um, it took me a bit. 
So Simon, just give me a, before we go into this review, this, yeah. uh, for our very first week, oh. I would love to know a little bit about really quick. Could you tell me what a flop is? Oh, uh, yes. So, um, the yin to the yang, the bop to the flop, the flop is a song that flop to the bop, the flop to the bop, the yeah. bop, bop, bop straight to the top. Yeah. But not this. Slip this and slide and ride that rhythm. But this is the flop, so we got to go, what, what is that? What is a flop? Yeah. So a flop is, uh, it's very similar to the sound that your sandals will make when they hit the ground. Mm, yeah. it, it isn't very pleasing to the ear, Squishy. that's for sure. Squishy. So um, a, lot of, a lot of songs can sometimes try their hardest to be good. Um, think boys will be boys, Dua Lipa. Oh, I would have said the same thing. Powerful message, powerful message, yeah. but... Um, didn't really get there. And so a lot of albums have some good bops on them and a lot of albums have some flops on them. So this is hopefully uh, two cis white gay men's journey to tell you and be a guide for you on whether or not you should think a song is a bop or a flop. Yeah. There aren't a lot of voices like ours out there. No, we are, we are, we are a dime a dozen. Is that the right saying? I I don't know. Yeah. But you know what? Some people have taken this global pandemic time to, Baked banana bread, anyone can do that. No, yeah, we're going to take it one step further. We're making a podcast. Yeah, that takes at least 10 to 12 hours of preparation, so that's a little more. I mean, we had to go onto Amazon. We had to write at least three pages of uh, guiding notes for this, and we are just super excited to bring you along for this ride. So, Simon, what is our inaugural album that we are reviewing this week? Well, uh, Aaron, today we're going to be talking about the eighth studio album from a Miss Taylor Swift. That's right. Folklore. Folklore. The album that came out of nowhere. Taylor Swift tried to pull a Beyonce on us. She did that. She did. Announce and release same day. No, not same day. Same week. It was like next day, right? Um, I think it was like maybe like two or three days later. And, um, how did you hear about folklore initially? Oh gosh, I must have. Um, honestly, I think I was. It, it, this is exactly what happened. I was on Instagram, and I follow quite a few Swifties, so I think I saw the same message about six times in three minutes of scrolling through stories. Yep, yep. I was on Twitter, and I feel like it was maybe. I feel like I was actually one of the first people to to. Posted on some you, of the places. You got the news directly from Tay. I did. She called me up on my cell phone. Oh my um, God. I don't have her number. It was a blocked number. <laughs> I, I said, please stop calling me. Honestly, yeah. But yeah. But she was like, no, no, no. This is Taylor Swift. I have news for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, I'm releasing this new album. New and album. here here we're at. She's like, it's gonna be called Folklore. And she 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 showed me a couple visuals. Have you seen those visuals? Like the um, like the cardigan sweater that she sent out to celebrities, that no, kind of thing. No, when she made her announcement, she posted a couple different um, images to go along to kind of sure. excite us. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Very uh, editorial, very when, somber, grown up. When did when you saw those images? Yeah. What vibe were you expecting this album would be? I you know immediately I thought. Okay, it's a global pandemic. I'm gonna do something a little different. I I think I would agree. I mean, the yeah. fact that like so, it's kind of in the title folk. 
folklore. Folksy. Um, I was really yeah. expecting it to be like her song that she did with um, the Civil War is called Safe and Sound. Have you okay. heard that one? I'm not familiar with that, no. Um, she did it. She did it for the Hunger Games soundtrack. It was oh, it's yeah. very kind of like singer songwriter acoustic mm-hmm. guitar that whole stripped thing stripped down. Would very you say? stripped. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, stripped. And so when this album came out, I was like, I think this entire album or that this album was announced. Mm-hmm. Um, that was where I was thinking it could potentially go, and uh, I feel like it kind of did. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we will. Uh, so Simon, how do we want to start with this? Oh man. Um well, before we go into the album, do you want to talk a little bit about cuz Taylor's been with us since uh, 2006 maybe her first album was yep. when she was country. Country. A little bit country. Country. Yeah, so she's been kind of with us since middle school. It's been a while. It's it's been a while. She, we grew we grew up with Taylor. Did um, we not? I would I would say um, much like one of the songs on her album we ha- we've had an invisible string. Oh wow! Um, and what I mean wow. by that is there yeah. have been moments where I've been very close okay. and intimately involved with Taylor Swift. Sure. Um, hence why she has my number. Yeah. But other times that I've kind of pushed myself a little bit away. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy yeah, yeah. to say these past yeah. uh, probably two years I've been. Uh, Quite a big Swifty, and uh, I'm happy to say that uh, the relationship is good. The relationship is good, but okay. I, I also um, I have the perspective of someone that has found things to criticize in the past. Would you go as far to say that you're a stan? Uh, Not a stan. Okay, but she, fan, fan, fan. I'm okay. a fan. I will listen to the album, and okay. you, you know what? I would. I'm happy when a good song comes on the radio. Or uh, a party playlist that happens to be by her. Sure. What about you? What's your relationship? Okay, so full transparency, because I think a relationship, a podcast, whatever, to make it work, you gotta be open, honest, transparent. Yeah. Okay. I'm not the biggest Taylor Swift fan, honestly. Okay. I'm yep. not. I mean, it, there's. I don't know what it is about her. There might be a little bit of an authenticity thing with me where I'm not really buying what she's selling perhaps yeah you I know I know I 100% get you and I think that's where I have struggled with her yeah. I think they're especially it for yeah. me the reputation album did me dirty well even before that for me it was like who, who's this who's this thing she's getting country awards and she's getting pop awards well, I mean... Who gave her the right? You know what I mean? I think it might have been something along those I lines. I think her record start. label gave her the right when they probably <laughs> put her in both categories. Well, they said, honey, you want to make money? Or, honey, what? you want to make money? And she's like, I'm going to put that in a song. Yeah, and that's featuring Cardi B. Coming um, out, so. I think that's yeah. album number nine. Um, <laughs> yeah, TS9. I, I, I sent her over that quote. Okay, okay. But, um, so I, but I do respect her as an artist, and I think that she faces an incredible amount of scrutiny for real for anyone at any age, but she's been doing it for so long. I think that's incredible, commendable, et cetera, all those things. Um, I would say my relationship with Taylor is kind of like maybe a, a like a, you ever go to Costco and just get the samples, that kind of thing? Um, I don't have a Costco membership, but poor. if someone brings me along for the ride, poor. <laughs> 
You better believe I'm getting a sample um, and I'm getting a hot dog at the end. Yeah, if you don't have a Costco membership, you're poor officially. Ooh. Just kidding. Uh, I take it back. Um, but I would say I have kind of gone in and picked some samples from each era that I really liked, but I would never really go and buy the full package, that kind of thing. I can completely respect that. Yeah. Um, I don't think... Like, I feel like I'm either all in for an album or I'm all against an album. I, I'm not oh. like a... Not a singles type. I'm not a singles type. I'm never okay. going to do just singles. So mm-hmm. that's going to be uh, kind of the difference between us. Sure. Is I, if I'm in an album, I'm in an album. Okay. If I'm not, I'm not. I think I'm a little more versatile. Oh. Wink, wink. Oh. Hint. Um, just kidding. I'm very sexually fulfilled. Um, it's in the metal family. Sink. Um, anyways, where was I? <laughs> Um, you were just saying how, how you like a couple songs from every yes, Taylor Swift I'm album. pretty versatile in that um, I can kind of adapt to the, the situation. So let's say it's a really popular release from, I don't, I don't even really have an example. I can go back and forth and like appreciate singles. And then I also really love the journey of a whole album. So should we get started? Yeah. How about we... Uh put on some flannel and really get into this. I can't wait. I have my cardigan all ready to go. Oh, okay. mm. oh. Um, so the first song that we are going to be reviewing is called The One. The One. The One. What do you think? Um, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I've noticed sometimes Taylor's opening song mm. is not for me. I don't know. Like, when you think of, let's compare this to a fashion show. The first look that comes out is supposed to set the tone for the show, give you an idea, a tease of what you're about to see. What's the tone of this? What's the message? And it doesn't really do that for me. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, do, you, uh, do you think that there might be some validity that she placed the one as the first song on the album? I mean... Duh. Conspiracy wow. theory. Wow. Get that tinfoil hat off. No. Um, so what I would say, um, I actually really like the song. You do? Okay. Tell so, me why. Uh, going into the song, going into this entire album, I kind of, I knew that Taylor uh, was a marvelous and is a marvelous, marvelous lyricist. She can write words around most artists. Sure. Um, so I wasn't expecting anything less than that. Um, and I think there were just a couple different like lines that really uh, connected with me and just the overall meaning of the song uh, yeah. mm-hmm. hit home. Okay. Um, how I interpreted the song was that it was a song about mourning what could have been. Yeah. Um, and the over-analysis of why it didn't work out. And sure. Just, Too much in her head a little bit, maybe? I, I don't know if you've ever been in the situation, but, like, when no, you... No, I'm perfect. <laughs> when you, are, when you uh, are seeing someone and it doesn't work out for whatever reason, sure. and you just want that final answer, you just yeah. want to know why it didn't work out... You're both bottoms. That could be... <laughs> I mean, that should hopefully be obvious. <laughs> you can't rub two bums together and get a lot of... Well, a lot of fiction there. Speak for yourself. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see what toy you're using. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for me, I, I think that um, 
it felt very relatable to me and felt very relatable to, I think, a lot of people because I, I also know tons of friends that sure. go through relationships and that's exactly kind of how it goes is they're just like, I don't know why we didn't work out and this song be- yeah. feels very much like that. Okay. So I can see that for sure. For me, having listened to the whole album, it it feels like a weird fit for me and maybe this is a personal thing with like how my relationship with Taylor from the very first line, it's like, I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. Those are the kinds of lines from Taylor that always make me go, Ugh. like, I just, like, there's something about, ugh, just every time, like, there's something about Taylor swearing too that, like, edgy, I don't buy the edgy thing from Taylor ever. So I'm like, oh, great. Is this what I'm in for for the rest of the album? You know what her swearing like? Have you, like, you know those hip, new agey pastors who are like, hey, guys, it's cool. Like, I have sex, and I swear. You know that thing? Yeah, I've seen yeah. Fleabag, yeah. Mm, well, I've had sex with one, so I have firsthand experience. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I think I know who you're talking about. You don't, and you'll never know. But, like, oh, it's that thing of, like, you know, I, like, I say shit. I say shit. And, like... It feels very like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm cool like that. I'm gonna. I feel. I didn't. I did not know going into this how much <laughs> of a Taylor defender I was gonna have to be slash want to be. You don't have to do anything. Um. I. I. This like wh- when I heard these first two lyrics, I think your point of yeah. um, I'm on some new shit. I'm on some new shit. I think you're yeah. right in the fact that, like, I think this is Taylor's first album that she's used the F-bomb and she's used a lot of vulgarity. I think explicit. Yeah. This is the first one. Sure. So I, real, now that you're... Real potty mouth. Now that you're pointing it out, I yeah. do I do kind of go, oh, is this, like, is this what she's doing? Yeah. But the way I heard those first two lines was kind of the way that I think we're all dealing with this current kind of COVID situation where I, I, it, it like directly hit to how I was like feeling in some moments about COVID, about how it was like, I'm, I think I'm doing okay. Things have been kind of weird, but life's been kind of tough. Um, and I think to me, the way it started is kind of her acknowledging that this is a weird time and this album is made in and for a weird time. Sure, yeah. And I'm, I'm also thinking that you guys may be hearing um, a conversion on Aaron's part. I think he's a, I think he's a Swifty. I mean, you'll have to tune into the rest of the podcast to find out, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Simon, are you ready for song number two? Yeah. Um, oh, really quick, my one last thought, because I thought I should throw something in good. Uh, lyric I really appreciated uh, was, in my defense, I have none. I thought that was you know, a pretty clever little wordplay thing. You know, in my defense, it usually leads to, you know, something else. And she said, I'm sorry, got none. So I I actually, I wrote that lyric down too. And what I said with it was, I actually went the the lyric further of um, never leaving it well enough alone to kind of be like, it's, she's trying to say, in my defense for not letting go, I have this reason, but she doesn't. And it's never leaving, like, just, like, this is good enough. I don't need a reason sure. alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So overall, I I would consider the one as a, a bop mm-hmm. um, as I'm looking to approach this album. Okay. Um, 
if it's a bop for me, it's a very it's an unenthusiastic one. I would okay. say. Okay, so that that might even. Are you gonna give it a bop or are you giving it a flop? Um, a tepid, a tepid bop. A tepid bop. A tepid bop. That's two two bops. You can put that on the album, uh, Taylor. Um, A tepid bop, says Simon. Simon, do you want to lead into song number two? Sure. Uh, So the next song is Cardigan, which I believe she also released an official music video for. Um, So with this song, correct me if I'm wrong, um, this is the first in what Taylor Swift has revealed is a part of a love triangle saga of sorts. Okay, so yeah, I was trying to figure that out. I was yeah. trying to figure out what the songs were. I think one of them is very obvious. The I think it's The Last Great American Dynasty. It feels very much like a song, like a story. So I actually looked this up, so I'm okay. going to spoil you, it you, for you. You tell me. So it's Cardigan is the number one. Okay. Second, and that um, tells the experience of Betty, who oh. we hear about later. Oh. Um, so she is getting cheated on by someone that all three in the triangle, they know each other. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's what makes it a triangle. And then um, August is the second song, and that is about um, the affair from the other woman's point of view, the not Betty of it all. Okay. Are you, are you okay. following? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then ultimately we have Betty. And that... I'm excited to kind of get into that one, um, just because that one is from the point of view of a, a James, and there's some like layers of mystery with that one, so I'm excited to talk about that one. I, I, yeah. I can't wait. Um, yeah. I didn't know that, and I'm going to be going into this with the without having the perspective of who these were supposed to be. Great. Well, don't worry, because that's about as much time I've been <laughs> researching that. Um, so I, I think... Uh, what I wrote down as my very first bullet, and I don't know where I was going with this, was sure. listing clothes. Yeah, um, yeah. She's making a list and checking it twice, you could um, say. So it, Cardigan is written about um, saying, like, these these young people don't necessarily probably know or have that experience. Mm-hmm. What age do you think she was writing this in the perspective oh, God. of? I mean, I feel like with Taylor, and this is another thing that kind of, uh, with me, it, it always feels a little juvenile. I feel like 16, probably. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's where when she was listing out the outfits, I, I can definitely see that the girls wearing that at that age. But sure. for me, it was a little bit harder to resonate with because I think I was wearing wolf t-shirts, like through Wolf Moon. Oh my God, you were a nerd. I mean, I was too. I was just, I was a little more in the closet about it. Um, I, I was definitely not in the closet about it, sure. but it was more of an ironic thing than anything. Do you, do you remember what like the popular girls were wearing seventh, oh. eighth grade? Um, the, those, 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 uh, sweatpants with, was it pink or what, what was yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Pink. Yeah. 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 For us, I vividly remember Leah Gullickson, shout out if you're listening, I remember Leah started the trend of like the leggings under denim skirts. Thing. Do you remember that? Um, I don't think it ever made it to Orono High School. Well, Orono is not exactly like the Paris of Minnesota, much like Apple Valley is. They, that's what they say. If, if, if Apple Valley is the Paris of, of Minnesota, yeah. I, would, I would say Orono is... Um, Ohio? Oh, God, read me for Phil. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the Ohio of France. I would say it's like the... <laughs> Oh my god. 
the CEO. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, sorry. That was a little bit of a deep dive on that one. Anyways, back to Cardigan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I listened to the song, I thought it felt like it was about a relationship where she experienced heartbreak so many different times, but she kept on going back to it, even yeah. though she knew the pain that each like, time she went back, it would bring forward. Like that old Cardigan, maybe. Yeah. I don't think that... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I, I made I, that I, up. I, I love the connection you're trying to make there, Simon. Um, Honestly, I, I'm really just fixated on the fact that she didn't send me that card. Like, she sent a bunch of goddamn 1% celebrities her her cardigan in her PR kit. Where is mine? I actually Simon, need it. Simon, you can borrow mine. I mean, like, honestly, does JVN need another oversized cardigan? Oh, I do. Taylor better have sent like him like an XXL because he loves his cardigans to be flowing. Yeah, you think Ariana likes a droopy sweater? <laughs> JVN, uh, um, that's who. Anyways, so what what did you what did you think of, of this song? Any highlights, lowlights? From what I've experienced with Taylor, it felt almost like not a Taylor song, and not in a like an evolved way of like oh this is different for her, but something. I'd expect just, like, a little more grown-up. It just, like, it confused me a little bit, I think. It felt the least like her from what I've experienced, if that makes any sense at all. Like, a couple people messaged me, like, oh, this is kind of like Lana Del Rey, to which, no Tino Shade, I responded, Taylor wishes. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, like, it it just felt like a... I don't know, I... It confused me a little bit. Just musically. The lyric, not so much the lyrics, more musically. I, um, I think at this point in, in the, the album, I started to get a better understanding of kind of the overall music mm-hmm. that we would be experiencing the rest of the album. And, and sure. to me, it felt like there, I don't know instruments super well, but piano, acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. something that had like a very light beat, like maybe just a single drum. Just like with one of those soft brushes. You know, like how they kind of, they move it around sensually on, on the top, like maybe at a beat poetry like kind it wasn't, of thing. It know? wasn't just going to be a stripped, um, stripped song. It was going to be a very stripped album, um, okay. which happy to discuss at the end kind of what I, my overall thoughts are. I thought you were going to go into a deep dive of stripped Christina Aguilera. And I was like, <laughs> that's, another, that's another podcast, Aaron. The, we could have a whole other episode about that, and we might. We might. Who knows? Stay tuned. Um, so, so Simon, for Cardigan, yeah. is this a, a bop or a flop for you? Again, it's a tepid. It's a tepid bop. It's a bop, nonetheless. I'm just not super excited about Simon, it. Simon, I'm going to need a little bit more rock-solid answers from you going forward. because this. I like to keep a little mystery. <laughs> this, this middle of the road is not getting us anywhere. <laughs> um, for this song, yeah. the 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 listing of the clothes um, yeah. wasn't a huge fan. I felt like that was kind of an easy oh, way out. Wow. Um, so for me, is this, this a, is this our first flop from you. If 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 I was creating my playlist, this song would probably <sighs> hit the flop button. Wow. Um, you're but gonna, you're gonna get death threats. I'm just letting you know. And I, th- let me caveat this with when Simon says a tepid bop, um, <laughs> a, a flop for me just means that it's yeah. not a bop. You know, like, oh, it, okay, okay, this, yeah. This isn't a song that I'm going to actively put on playlists. Oh, wow. But okay, maybe it is a flop. For, it's a flop. You know what? You, there. Okay, we got it. It's gotta, a flop. Ladies and gentlemen, he's finally making a decision. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> you know what song actually I think 
maybe is going to turn the page back to the other side of the spectrum is our next song. Title track, title track, track number three. Which is? The Last Great American Dynasty. I had you say it because I was very afraid I was going to stumble it out. I mean, yeah, I pretty much nailed it. Okay, so uh, jumping straight into the song, yeah. I I was like, oh my god, this is a, this is a song with, that has a story attached to it. Yes, yeah, brought me back love to love that. story, yes. fearless. Sure. Um, I yeah. love when Taylor Swift decides to not just tell. Um, a song or a meaning, she takes us through a story within a song. Yes, I agree. The songs I tend to gravitate more towards with her have a little more depth in in the story realm. What I will say here is when I started the song, I I actually thought this was one of the songs from the trilogy because I, I heard that there was a trilogy and I was trying yeah. to figure out where yeah, the pieces yeah. were. Right. And I can I have my own trilogy, which I'll get to later. Um, Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings, yeah. yeah no, um, That's my trilogy. Sure. Mine's actually High School Musical. Oh, fair. Spoiler alert: There's a fourth movie. Yeah, it's and a TV show. Um, I when I when I first went into the, the the song, I thought it was his song. I thought it was this guy's song. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's his song. And then he died. <laughs> I um, love that interpretation. I don't know if you've ever died, but it was pretty abrupt for me uh, within the song, and completely shifted what I needed my perspective to be for the song. Honey, I die every day. Um. For me, this song really felt like it was about this free-spirited woman that came into a town that had a lot of traditions, and she yeah. kind of uh, rocked the boat a little bit. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. Which, what I wrote down in my notes was that this song felt very much like my mom in a lot of ways. What, and what's your mom's name again? My mom's name's Tess. Tess, shout out if you're listening, Tess. Shout out to Tess. Um the reason why it feels like it, it felt like it was my like my mom is my mom is the type of person that uh, loves 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 to kind of do things a little bit off the off kilter. Like yeah, yeah. specific memory was uh, we went to Costco and Costco. That's again Costco. Free Costco. shout out. Free shout out. For free Costco. promotion. Costco. Yeah. Um, went to Costco um, and there was a demo unit of a karaoke machine, and we turned it up on full blast. Full. Blast! There weren't. There was not any music for us to to play with the karaoke machine. But right. you can better believe we did a rendition to, of "Hey Jude" for everyone in that Maple Grove Costco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, happy to say we got a couple claps um, and a couple side eyes. Yeah, and a record deal. And uh, that's very much um, how this podcast started. <laughs> <laughs> bringing it back, bringing it bring, back, bringing it full circle. Um, yeah. And then I, I also it, it brought me back to. Have you um, either read the book or seen the movie Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Um, Kate Blanchett? Kate Blanchett, yeah. Haven't seen it, but adore her. Very, I feel like both, it's the essence of kind of the, like both my mom and Where'd You Go, Bernadette in terms of this kind of this like fun, free spirit. Um, and I, I, I ended up by the end of the song realizing the song was not just um, about the woman, it was written by the woman. Were you expecting that? Um, no, I don't think I was. No. Um, and I did do a little cliff notes on this one. And you're right, there is like a, that's again, producer PJ, apologies. Uh, levels are good still? <laughs> they're good? Okay, I think she good. wants us to go on a commercial break. Oh my gosh. Okay. PJ, give us another couple minutes. We'll get on it. Honestly, talk about star power back there. <laughs> She's not on the mic, but, 
Um, so yeah, uh, the first line of the song, Rebecca rode up on the afternoon train. It was sunny. Rebecca is um, actually a real person. Her name is Rebecca Harkness, a patron of the arts and founder of the Rebecca Harkness Foundation. Isn't that wild? So the relation here is that Taylor um, bought a mansion in Rhode Island that was owned by Rebecca. And so it's uh, kind of like comparing her to Rebecca and how they're kind of, you know. Like Rebecca was hoity-toity and Taylor was kind of bringing in her own level of spunk. Essentially, it's a bra- this song is a humble brag that Taylor's richer than us. Yeah. Uh, when, you, when you break it down. I mean, honestly, if, if that's the new name of the song, let's just change it right now. Sure, yeah. I'm, I'm the, richer than you. I'm the 1%. Yeah. I am the 1%. Yeah. So I'm sure there's like a ton of metaphor, backstory, etc. with this one. I'm going to be honest. Work was pretty busy this week, and I meant to study this one more, and I didn't, so... Sorry, folks. I love that you you're giving yeah. this backstory. That I'm I didn't do the research. I'm trying. All of yeah. my review, all of my commentary is based on like yeah. just what I interpreted and listened sure, to. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. The one thing that I I wrote down to was the word gauche in gauche. In, I love used that in word. context. It was the wedding was charming, but a little gauche. A little gauche. Do you know anyone like that? A little gauche. I um to be honest, maybe I'm just not a linguist or a dictionary kind of sure, sure, sure. I'm still not sure what it means, but it kind of feels like a little bit like it's a little, it's a little, it's a little tacky. I I got the negative connotation, but it's it's fun that she used a word that I normally wouldn't use because, as we know, she thinks spelling is fun. Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely, she does. She's just trying to teach you a new word. Yeah, good Mm -hmm. for her. Um, So, with this song, would we would we uh, classify this as a bop or a flop? For me, this is this was a bop. Um, It was kind of. The first point in the album where I was like, okay, I think I could, I think I could be along for this journey. This I'm, I'm getting it. 100%. Yeah. Right? This is, this song, like, I think that the, the tempo mean, picked up a little bit too, despite right? Despite the, like, really horrible um, <laughs> analysis we just had of the song, I, I did, from like a, a spiritual perspective, feel like, okay, I think I'm getting... I think I'm getting where the bus is going on this one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I thought the tempo picked up, and so Mm -hmm. did my enthusiasm for the album, and so I would also give this one a bop. Sure, sure, sure. Yep. Um, Next song, song number four, um, is Exile, featuring Bon Iver. Simon, are you familiar with Bon Iver at all? Honestly, not as much as I should be. I have an appreciation in general, like, oh, I kind of, I like, I like his vibe, you know? Yeah. Um, so, fun fact about Bon Iver okay. is he's actually hails from Wisconsin um, and has his own music. Yes, festival Eau Claire, it, right? Eau, Eau Claire, yeah. Yeah. In Eau Claire. Which is, I just want to say the spelling is not grammatically correct French. Nope. It doesn't need to be, though, because it's his, it's his festival. He can do what he wants. That's fine. Um, so, you, you're saying you were not a fan of um, Bon Iver going in, but you kind of knew his vibe and you. Yeah. Appreciated him. Yeah, and it, the collaboration makes complete sense for what Taylor's going for on this album. Yeah, again, when I saw this one in the track list, I was like, okay, I know exactly where she's going yeah, with this album, yeah. because if, <laughs> if you yeah. have Bon Iver as a feature, we know where you're going. Yeah, we get it, we get it. Um, for me, I, I grew up 
not necessarily knowing Bon Iver by name, mm-hmm. but songs like Skinny Love yes. Um, yes. brought me along for the ride. And then sure, when sure, the, sure. Um, the latest album came out, mm-hmm. it was kind of funky and different and just kind of showed a different side of music that I wasn't yeah. expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would say I'm a Bon Iver fan. Um, Worth going back to that album, would you say? Because I'm, I'm, I, I think, I, I think I will. Yeah, I think, I think I will. Okay. Um, okay. And you should too. I will. I will. Um, what do you think about Exile? I, it took me a, a couple listens. It was a slow burn for me. I'll be honest. But where it really picks up for me is almost. I think it's exactly the halfway point at like two twenty three, two twenty four. They start singing together, and then it becomes like a. Uh, like an answer, a question, or not a question, answer, like sing, respond, kind of conversation. Loved. Mm-hmm. Loved from that point on. So uh, just a spitball, what yeah. what has been your um, kind of most prominent um, duet song in your life? Oh my God, springing questions on me like that. Okay. <sighs> wow. Duet songs in my life. Um... One that I think probably was a red flag that I was a raging homo was that Don't Go Breaking My Heart song with uh, Elton John and Kiki D, is it? <laughs> you know what I'm be. talking about? Um, I know this. I'm I know not going to. I'm absolutely not going to sing it because I'm tone deaf. I know. I, it's Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Yeah, you got it, girl. I couldn't if I Yeah, tried. you know it. You know it. I know that song. Um, I, just didn't, I didn't know who the Kiki lady was. Yeah, well, I don't Let's really. have a Kiki. That's gay. That's gay. So... You tell me. Rule 35. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, God. This is not Las Culturistas. No, it's not. Um, maybe someday. Maybe someday. We'll see if Squarespace maybe, wants to sponsor us. Maybe someday Las Culturistas will want to be like Bop or Flap. Yeah. How about that? How about uh, that? How about that? Um, what I... We're, what were we talking about? Oh, sorry. Most recently, though, love. Sign from above, Lady Gaga, Elton John. Again, Elton John. I, maybe he's had more impact in my life than I know because I just pulled that out of the hat. I would say for me, um, the I, I, w- I was doing some racking my brain as I was both, both thinking about good discussion topics as well as mm-hmm. um, what song I would do for this. And I think the song I ended up coming up with as like the most prominent was... One that has a problematic um, duet <gasps> singer as a part of it. Oh, God, um, are you going to say... Oh, my God, I think I know. What? Um, Tell me how I'm supposed to breathe with oh. no air. <laughs> Never mind. Ooh. I went somewhere else with that. Um, for, for those that don't know what song that is, that's No Air by Jordan Sparks. Yes. Um, American Idol season three, maybe season two winner, yeah. um, featured with Chris Brown, who we do not support here we on the podcast. We do not, famously do not support <laughs> Chris Brown. Um, that song, I feel like just the way that they have the back and forth and the, the go forward there sure, really did it for me. So we learned very quickly, as, as you alluded to about halfway through the song, this yeah. is going to be a call and response duet. Yeah, yeah. sure um, is. What I, how did you feel about that? I loved it. I I love the contrast in their vocal stylings. It really plays off the idea of this is like two lovers, relationship. It's not going to work out, sweetie. You know what I mean? Can you feel that? You know where I'm going with that? I can't say I do. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. 
but that's mostly because I was reading my notes. Okay, fair. Um, well, again, honesty. Honesty the on the pod. It's the, it's the yeah. best policy here. Um, mm-hmm. One of the one of the lines that got me good or good at the beginning was the um, like the the guy that's telling these jokes, but they're not or and she's laughing, but they're but not they're fun. not funny. Yeah. Like I I I love that because I think that that's something that I feel like I would kind of know. Like they're just laughing because they're laughing. They're not yeah. laughing because this is like which which have you ever done? Do you ever just laugh when the, the joke isn't actually funny? Um, only around the elderly. I think it's polite. I will give you at least a smile, but like you're not going to get a, ch- a full-on chuckle if yeah. it's not true. Otherwise, unless I'm doing it, as I said, out of respect for the elderly, I'm not great at hiding my like, <laughs> real emotional reaction to things. So if you're not funny, I'll, I'll probably give you a, a, a look. You know? So what I want to say with this, too, is... Okay. Um, the call and response. I what I loved about the the two characters here is we have this, and it's I feel like it's very tried and true, especially of hetero hetero relationships. Mm. Of there's this this guy that's probably a little bit less emotionally available that oh, is God ben, probably just not in tune with some of kind yeah. of the the more subtle cues, and this yeah. girl is going, I'm telling you all yeah. of these cues sound familiar. If, if you are listening at home and this sounds familiar to you, please reply back to us on our Twitter, which we have yet to make. And, and maybe Instagram it won't be, also. And, and or Instagram and yeah. or Facebook. We are signing ourselves up for all three social media or none of them. You'll find out. Maybe, when, maybe just Instagram to start. It might just be Instagram to yeah. start. So maybe let us know on Instagram if you've yeah. ever been in a relationship where you feel like you are the woman that is emotional yeah. and... Uh, is trying to give the signs and the guy that is not giving them. He's just kind of, he's kind of stupid. Uh, but I love, I love that back and forth and the perspective that was there is, is, uh, even when, when Bon Iver was singing and he's like, I didn't know there were signs. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I think that's also mm-hmm. very true and very vulnerable as to kind of how these relationships work where sometimes the signs aren't loud enough and sometimes yeah. the person can't just, isn't aware enough to realize that there are signs to look for. Sure. So, um, what else do you have uh, that you'd want to mention about this song? Um, I, I think at this point in the journey, we're four songs in. I've tipped over to the side of like, okay, okay, yeah, I'll keep, I'll keep going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not because you have to, because we're doing a podcast about it. Yeah, but because maybe I, you actually want to. Maybe I want to. I I can get that, and I yeah. think. Um, yeah, what I will say is when I listened to this pod or listened to the album for the podcast, I gave it a lot more attention. Sure. And with that, this is this is another song where we got to we got here, and I was when I was listening before the few times, kind of as background music. Um, it didn't really do anything for me. But oh. then when I listened to the lyrics, oh, yeah. and I listened to kind of the way that it was playing, I really did actually enjoy it. Okay. And so for this album, I would give this song a bop yeah. as well. Yeah, a bop, I would say. Um, so Simon, this next song yes. is one that I think we actually, I, I, I want to probably have a pause in the, in the podcast to yeah. talk a little bit about for a commercial break. And so you can do this as well. Okay. Um, is the next song is My Tears Ricochet. Yes. The way that the song starts out, uh, I was immediately like, she is doing something that's so similar to a different artist that I know and love. Really? Yeah. And, Interesting. Uh, and so, um, okay. 
I want you to, we're going to take a quick break to listen to the beginning of this song. Okay. And then we're going to be listening to the beginning of um, the song that I think kind of has the same vibe and feel. Sure. Um, okay. And then we'll be coming right back and we will be telling you um, who that mystery artist is. Mystery artist. Um, so stay tuned. Okay, so we are back, and the the mystery artist in question was um, Tov Lo. That's Tov Lo. Um, the song in particular was "Glad He's Gone." Um, it the the you know I loved you, you know that I do. Felt very much very similar to the. I, I think the lyrics are off, but the idea is there. The idea is there. The idea is there. The yeah. same kind of rhythm of words is is there, and so that was like the first thing that kind of popped in my mind. I was like, why does this song sound familiar? Yeah, and that's why. Interesting. Big okay. Tovlo fan. Remember seeing her here? Loved that concert with her boot on. Okay, sis. yeah, she had like a broken foot or something, and I didn't notice until you pointed out to me that she was wearing a, a bejeweled boot. Yeah, so uh, it, it was a beautiful concert, beautiful uh, album, and yeah. this song um, maybe is as well. What'd you think? Honestly, I didn't love this song. <laughs> it was a bit of a snooze button. Why is that for me? Um, because I think that the two songs before there had been some progression with the instrumentation and where it was going, and I was really into it. And then this just felt very one note for me, and I didn't really connect with the lyrics at all. I I mean I have to say that the uh, the concept of like tears rico- ricocheting yeah. I did love that concept as it like kind of like a I was crying and now you are crying. Sure. Like it's contagious like a yawn, would you say? Uh I would say with the meaning like the sure, yeah. Did you did you listen to the lyrics or like did you watch the not watch but read the lyrics or anything? I did once, and it, like, uh, I, really, this song did not do much for me, I'll be honest. So what I got from the, the song was, at first I was like, I, and I'm still not 100% sure, this is just trying to be my, my take, but I couldn't tell if it was about suicide um, or, like, domestic abuse or something like that, where, but, like, mm-hmm. the vibe I got was along the lines of, like, you took me for granted and you treated me like shit. And now that I'm gone, I don't know what gone really is, but like now that I'm gone, you're crying and you're sad and you're, you're mad about it and all this rage that you used to put at me, you're now mad at yourself and you're crying about Mm it. Mm -hmm. Um, which I, uh, I did love at least the wordplay of in the, the, um, I don't know if it's a metaphor, I don't think it's a metaphor. I think it's. It's some sort of rhetorical device. Yeah, to one be able to say, say yeah, would say the symbolism. I guess is probably sure, the right word to sure. use there. Um, so this song, I think, I, I it's not going to be something I'm going to dance to at the club, and I don't think a lot of this album I would. The club. The club. Yeah, but I would give this one a bop. Okay. Um, for me, it was a flop. Um, part of like a song needs to. Like, I need an initial spark to really want to dive in and, like, dissect more and look at the lyrics. And, like, this just did not... Like, I didn't even get past that first step, really, to, with this one, I would say. I respect that. I respect that. Yeah, yeah. Different points of view. Sometimes it'd be like that. Um, so, in the interest of time, do you want to move on to no- song number six? Yeah. Uh, Mirrorball. 
Mirror ball. Mirror ball, baby. Which I was very much visualizing an actual like mirror shaped ball. But uh, when I was yeah. watching the lyric video on YouTube, uh-huh. it was a disco ball. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe it's because this summer all of the pop releases have been so disco-y. I just kind of went there right away. I, my mindset has been disco maybe, this summer. Maybe, I mean, know? a certain someone yeah. released a, is releasing a disco album pretty soon. Kylie Minogue. Thank um, you. Thank you. You can be expecting that that is probably going to be an album we will cover probably. here on this podcast. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Mirrorball? I really liked this one. How about you? What was your first impression? Uh, I didn't love it you at first. You didn't like it. Oh, wow. I, okay. I, it's not that I didn't like it. I didn't understand it. I think when I was listening through, I was really paying attention to the lyrics mm-hmm. because this, I think the entire album is so stripped down yeah. that it is very much almost, it feels like a poem, yes. um, but with, with, uh, a guitar or a piano in the background. Yeah. So I very much paid attention to the lyrics and that's where I was a little bit not necessarily getting it at first, and then I started to get it. Sure. And for me, with the line, um, I'm a mirror ball, I'll show you every version of yourself tonight, it felt, um, I re- like, I really liked that line. It felt like, you know, she's reflecting herself, her personalities. You're see, you'll see every part of yourself with her. She'll, she's also going to see some of herself she didn't maybe see before, you know? And I think part of it, too, is... Taylor has been pretty open about how aware she is of criticism with her music. And for better or for worse, it's part of her nature to maybe adapt a little bit based on the feedback she's getting. Did you see that at all? I, um, I, I didn't see her writing this song from a perspective of herself. Sure. And I think a lot of this album, I don't necessarily think that she necessarily is writing about herself and her experiences, but she might be tapping into her experiences Mm. and that could be something that she's doing here. Yeah. When I, uh, first was listening to it, I was wondering if it was, um, like in, in that, that line, that lyric that you're mentioning about, like, um, I'll be your mirror ball. I'll show you every version of you or whatever it was. Yeah. To show you every version of yourself. Yep. Every version of yourself tonight. Um, was I will bring out the best in you. Mm, like, I yeah. will help you in that way. Yeah. But then as I the song progressed, it started to become kind of a shifting in that it almost felt like I will be whatever you need. Mm. So, like, I don't, I don't know if you have had this, but I... So, changing herself a little bit to adapt to what other people want? One, 100%. Ding, ding, ding. Like, I don't know if you have ever seen uh, couples that they're, they're so separate in oh, personality, God. and then when they start to hang out, they end up becoming the same person. Uh, yeah, I mean, in the gay community, that also is visually correct. Uh, <laughs> that, del- <laughs> that Delta ad, are they brothers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, love it. So that's where I, uh, I did have a little bit of a tough time kind of discerning between those two, and so it kind of made it a little bit tougher for me to get to at the, that point, but um, then the mirror ball concept kind of really landed itself home near the end where it was... Yeah. It really felt like it was me trying to find ways or her trying to find ways to get your attention. And in order to make it so you would want her or that you would want to be a part of it, Mm -hmm. is that she would like 
create herself into a version of you or create herself into something that would like get your attention again, whatever that would be. Yeah. She'd be able to be that kind of that mirror ball that you're looking for. Sure. And, uh, for me it was really, it felt, uh, introspective, um, felt, uh, like one of the things with her songwriting that people talk about is she's incredibly self-aware in her lyricism. And I think this was a really good example of that. Okay. So for me, your ball, is this a bop or flat? For me, it's, it's a bop. I, um, I think it started off as a flat for me. Um, okay. If I'm going (sighs) to, would you call it a tepid bop? Oh gosh. (laughs) Oh gosh. May chance. It, it because I like to be just one way or the other. If I'm going to give this this song a one, yeah, a we one need two, we need one, hard lines. One two trick. Yeah. Um, this is gonna this is gonna be more on the bops or the, the flop side. Oh boy. Okay. All uh, right. That's fine. In case you missed that, this is a flop for yep. me. Okay. Fair. Um, fair. Moving on to our seventh song, Simon. What's the title of this one? Number seven. It's uh, seven. Two songs in one album, uh, named after the number of. The track list, you could just call this one through 16. Genius. She's genius. a genius. Decade, uh, artist of the decade for that. Y- you know what? She's a beautiful lyricist, but maybe the song titles and where they go on the album order. Hit, maybe, me, hit me with a mallet <laughs> over the head. Maybe it's a little bit too obvious. Okay. Um, what do you think of Seven? Um, leaning, t- first impression, first listen through, leaning towards, a, yeah, yeah. I was a little unsure at first. But um, generally enthusiastic about what I was hearing. How about you? Um, I don't know where she got this idea that folk songs last forever. <laughs> and somehow that is like the chronicling of the history. Like, move over the Bible. Guess what we have? Folk songs. Um, wow. I was I was a little... I was... <laughs> I To be very frank, this song just like... Was like nails on a chalkboard for me. Not from like a... a Wow. The melody could probably is probably yeah. fine, and I probably sure. could get there. Wow. But as soon as I started to like, when I delved into the lyrics, I was like, "No, girl, this wow. is my song." Dear readers, you couldn't see my face there, but <laughs> wow, I, my my jaw helped me pick it up off the floor. Yeah, PJ these are had some. To, these PJ are some, had to get involved. Yeah, these are some hot takes. Um, oh my goodness. So I mean. I don't have much else to say about that because that is legitimately... Actually, Aaron, I'm lying. The very first time I listened to this song, I think my notes were, meh, need to re-listen. So maybe... Maybe you you right on this one. You you know what? This could be one where um, after a couple of re-listens, I do find some joy in, but first, first few listens... Not for me. I will say, going back and reading the lyrics where you didn't really connect much to it, I I kind of liked them. I, I liked that um, it kind of references uh, either her childhood or, like, a childhood friend who didn't have a great environment growing up. And I appreciate that she was taking a little bit different angle there because I feel, I feel like she sings about herself a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That is. I'm trying to throw out the positive here. As know? we as we um, get as we get to the end of the album, we start to talk about like thoughts of the album as a whole. That yeah. will, that is something that I, I do want us to touch okay. on. Is like, okay. We'll come back. To the com- we'll common themes it. there. Sure, um, sure, sure. Yeah. So bop or flop? Um, uh, my gut is telling me flop 
on this one. I don't even need my gut to tell okay. me this is a flop. Oh, wow. This is a flop for me. You did not like this song. Let, uh, I just want to be clear on that. Did not like the song. Did not like this but song. But spoiler alert, next song coming up, Love. Oh, let's just get right into it. What is this song? The song is August. This is song number eight. August. Famously my favorite month of the year. How- why, why would it be your favorite month? Um, a certain someone has a birthday in August. It's me, spoiler. It's me. What sign does that make you? Oh, God. I mean, I, in theory, that whole mumbo jumbo, I'm a Leo. I, okay, disclaimer, nothing against astrology. I think it's kind of kooky, can't be fun sometimes. I'm not going to subscribe to it like I do, you know, the New York Times, but it's fun. It's fun. But yeah, I'm a Leo. I'm a kooky. I, 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 I'm not I, kooky about it, but like, I do a, identify with my sign, about it. but I don't know anything about anyone else's sign. So uh, like, I, f- I feel like that is probably like a Leo <laughs> thing. Are you a Leo? No, I'm a Libra. Oh, fuck. I am mind. a Libra. Um, so August. Um, Obviously not an astrology podcast. What? What did you like or not like about this song? I just want to say I fucking loved this song. Loved it. Same, same. Loved it. Same. So good. So good, Taylor. You know that video of that guy who's waiting outside for Gaga at some event? Gaga, <laughs> you look so good. That That's going to be so loud. I'll redo it right now. So don't, you don't have to cut it. You don't have to cut it. I'll just do it now. That video, you've seen it, that guy going, Gaga, you look so good. Oh my God. You know what I'm talking about, right? I know exactly what video you're talking okay, about. Okay, that's kind of the what I was feeling with this song. I Emphatic yes for me. So there was, uh, I think it was two days ago, there was in my uh, courtyard mm-hmm. a small little concert held by like this, yes. this, this couple and they yes. did a lot of songs and one of their requests was what would be the, the like a good first song at a wedding reception and... Oh. I don't think that there's a better um, kind of theme than this song for that moment. Maybe from like the vibe it gives lyrically, I don't think so. But how, it, how the the lyric the the, the, the vibe yeah, the vibe the vibe. You're right. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So what 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 do you mean that it wouldn't work from a lyric perspective? Um. Well, uh, PJ's chiming in there. Well. It talks about, um, you know, you were never mine. August sipped was sipped away like a bottle of wine. I don't, I don't think the connotations here are particularly positive. I think it's nostalgic. I think it's a little bit melancholy. It's a little bit, oh, you know. The the what I got from this was, yeah. uh, it actually reminded me a lot of Call Me by Your Name. And kind of how that that Ugh. summer went, was fleeting. Yes. And how yes in that in that moment of that summer it was so beautiful. Yes. But at August when it was all kind of separating, yeah. it yeah. life kind of got in the way. He yeah. they found out near the end of Call Me by Your Name. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen it, I'm spoiling. What's wrong it. with you? And by seeing it, I mean you should probably read it. It's but be- it's a better read. Oh. The, okay. The, the peach scene goes in a lot better detail, and it's probably the first book I've ever been allowed to. Do I need that? Uh, I, I, okay. It's very good. Right. It's very good. Eroticism. And if you really want to hear it, 
uh, Army Hammer narrates the book if you, you get the audiobook. You know a lot about Audible, this. pro bono, advertisement. Because we love Amazon Corporation. Oh, yeah, fuck. Never mind. Don't go to Audible. <laughs> Buy it from anywhere else. Buy it from the publisher. Uh, actually, get it for free from your public library. Thank you. That's a, pl- that's a plug for the public library. Plug for government programs. Yes. Um, it felt very similar to that in that, that like, at the end of the, that book, you end up finding out that the, this uh, character has this completely separate life back home sure. that he's going back to. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and to me, that's kind of what this moment felt like, is that it was almost felt like it was Elio or the other character's perspective of, like, look at all these great things we had. And yeah. Um, reminiscing and being so fond about it and being so vulnerable about it, but realizing that that life did kind of get in the way there. Sure. And um, I would say tying that in, um, it has been talked about that August is about this love triangle affair from the point of view of the other woman. So it is kind of like a fleeting kind of So the other woman is actually that, that little boy and Call Me By Your Name. Oh boy, yeah, something great, like that. Great parallels to me. Really great think. parallels. But again, I just want to talk about that line, August was sipped away like a bottle of wine. It works so well. The imagery is amazing. The wordplay, Taylor. Okay, it's, it's like if every lyric was like that, I would get people being like, Taylor's the best songwriter that America has seen. Like if every line was like that, yeah. I feel, yeah. I mean, we've yeah. gone through a lot of songs, and there's been a lot of lyrics that we've we spotlighted as some pretty good ones. Okay, and not quite like that. That's my favorite so far. I just saying. I'm just saying. That could be your favorite. Maybe, okay, maybe, fine. maybe that's something that we just need to have as a, a moment as we move forward. Is like what our favorite lyric of the album would be. Oh, good idea. Thoughts. Maybe not for this episode. Who knows? We'll Who see. knows? We'll see. We, we'll see if we remember. Yeah. Um. So bop or flop? Oh, a bop. Easy bop. Easy, Easy bop. bop. Oh. If we ever come up with something that's higher than a bop, this might be Ooh. higher than a bop for this album. Wow. If you're a linguist, let us know. Or you're just good with wordplay. We'll take either or. I'd prefer a linguist. <laughs> um, are you ready to move on? Yeah. Um, next song is Invisible String. Are you sure? No. I- what is it? <laughs> Jumping the gun, Miss uh, <laughs> Miss Kamorali. This is Kimora me trying. Lee Kardashian. The next song is actually "This Is Me Trying." Yes, correct. Um, correct. What What do you think of "This Is Me Trying"? Oh, please just punch on this one. I, I the first listen through, I had August going into this song. Oh, it was so correct. This like I loved this song the from the moment I heard it I thought it was such a good follow-up to August I uh I had a I think in terms of following up uh, August it it did it did what it needed to do um okay okay. and talking about lyrics I really liked I really did like the um I think it goes they they told me all of my um my cages were mental so mm-hmm. I got wasted with all of my potential, or like all I, of my potential. I got wasted like all my potential. Ugh. That so good. Love that. That hit. Yeah. Talk about good lyrics. That's yeah, another that's a good another lyric. good lyric. That, that's a that, good lyric. Yeah. 
that Taylor was able to put forth. Um, what I will say is it it didn't feel like there was a strong story throughout uh-huh. this song. It felt like um, like I wish I would have gotten just a level deeper into mm. why she's trying. I got oh, okay. I, I feel like I got the reason what she's trying to do is she's trying mm-hmm. to go. I'm I'm extending my olive branch. I'm yeah. Maybe maybe. You left, Taking risks with some responsibility, maybe? You left me on red, and oh. I am texting a second time because I want to show you that I am trying. Oh, Where are interesting, you? Interesting, interesting. Um, yeah. So I got that, but I just wish that there was more to it than where we got. Okay. See, I... A lot of... For a few different reasons, I really connected with this song right away. I think, like, sonically, it gave me vibes of like the yeah yeah yeah's album show your bones it just like immediately like oh it get, really gives that sort of um it just puts me in that same headspace i guess mm-hmm. um if you haven't listened please do um and i agree the line i got wasted like all my potential um at least i'm trying i think she's really trying to express that you know she has shortcomings in a relationship and she'll she'll admit it, she'll express it, she's aware, um, but she's just like, okay, I'm trying, you know? Yeah, I'm where trying. are you? I'm, yeah. At least I'm, I'm trying. At least I'm trying, you know? Yeah. I get it, yeah. But it was, it was refreshing to hear that point of view from Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, classify this as a bop or a flop? I'd say a bop. How about you? I, uh, the lyrics, I'm not a hundred percent there, but I do feel like it's okay. a, it's a good follow up. And because I'm not going to give a ranking between one or 10 or what, Ugh, no. what, what'd you call it? That's a, too much effort. A mellow bop. A tepid bop. A tepid bop. Um, <laughs> because I have to go between the two, this yeah. is, this leans a little bit more towards the bop side, even though I do okay. have some criticism. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Okay. So next up after This Is Me Trying, we have Illicit Affairs. Have you ever had an illicit affair? Probably. I mean, I'm 28 years old, so at this point... Who hasn't? In this economy, in these heels, with that lipstick on, honey? Yeah, in this city, sweetie? Sin City? Um, Little known fact, um, one of another pro pro bono sponsor um, is House Labs by Lady Gaga. Absolutely. We're both Uh, wearing it right now. We're both wearing it right now. Yeah, and I have to say you're glowing. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you're glowing as well. Thank you. Um, I say your look is, um, you look like you're about to go perform some sexual favors for money. And I mean that in a good way, like the best way. I, I don't think these are favors as much as demands on your side. You look wow. like you could probably do some domination. Thank you. In uh, the bedroom. I'm, wow, okay. <laughs> uh, I guess that's what this or- like bright orange lip with a, layer of black <laughs> gloss over uh, is giving you. I, yeah. Simon, you need it's to look a, in the mirror. It's you, a little bit Halloween. You have, you have, you have. It's a little <laughs> bit Halloween. It's, it's I, okay. I, I would classify it as like a, uh, almost rotten apple. Yeah. I would say, uh, in the process of doing our makeup, the, f- you notice that you gave me a much better look and then you had to be pretty. I had to ruin it. You had to be pretty. I, not it's my fine. intent. I'll go to my dying grave um, yeah, fighting against that. Fine. But um, yeah. bring us back to the song. Yeah. Illicit Affairs. Illicit Affairs. Um, what'd you think? Well, um, 
it dropped off a bit for me here, I'll say, mm. going mm. from August yeah. to This Is Me Trying. I, I did not love this song. Not every song can be a bop. That's and true. And there's got to be some flops on the album. Yeah. I 100% agree with you. I think, yeah. I will say that when I did listen to the lyrics and I did um, go a level deeper, what I, I think this song is about, and you tell me. Yeah is it felt like it was about this um, this father figure that goes out in the middle of the night to try and hide away his um, his affair. Oh. And it's told through the perspective of this young daughter or young child that wow. is that is kind of fed up with the bullshit oh that's catching on gosh. and starting to get this hidden language. Wow. Um, which I think... I mean, I don't know enough about Taylor's background to say whether or not this was something that she actually experienced herself. I don't think this was. And it, so it, for, is, it is about infidelity. Also, so, yeah. so I think that where I get with this is I, I do think that this... Um, <laughs> Who knew the song Illicit <laughs> Affairs is about infidelity? No, yeah. Um, but I, I, I appreciated that I don't think this is probably an experience that she necessarily had firsthand experience for. Yeah. And the fact that she was able to put herself in that position, mm-hmm. um, I think was, was uh, commendable for her. Well, I'm glad you had something nice to say because I... I'm ready to move on to the next song. What'd you rate it? A flop. Uh, I think I would give it the exact same rating. Um, okay. It's also a flop for me, too. Great. All right. What are we on to next? Uh, next up, we have Invisible String. Okay. Uh, I have to say, I actually really liked this song. I was going to say, I don't know about you, but I quite enjoyed this one. This was one where... Uh, it. To me, it, it felt like the song was, again, telling a little bit of a story about how, um, who would have thought that we were destined for each other? Who would have thought? And isn't it strange to just think that? Like, yeah. like, that, that we were, and, and as I listened to it a second time, um, just right before this, actually, yeah, that's when it started to feel like the invisible string was almost someone that, like, someone that's been in your life for a really long time. Sure. And you've been distracted with all these other things going on, but throughout that entire time, there's always been like little hints here or little hints there that, Oh fudge. You are the, like you're the one, you know, we can say fuck on this podcast. I know, but I was a camp counselor once and it still is like a a trained (laughs) thing not to swear. So you're going to hear a lot of fudge. Okay. Um, but you know who else can, can swear this, this album, Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah. Um, (laughs) Great. So I th- I think like this song really did it well for me. It told a really good story, and I think that the kind of the perspective, like the who would have thought that we yeah. were destined for each other, yeah, was let, a fun thing. Let me ask you: Do, do you th- do you think that's true? Like that we have a the one? Do we have a lot of the ones? Do you th- or is, or is it more of a like, girl, you're gonna you're gonna find someone, so just do you, and the right person will come along. I think. My perspective on that is probably more closer to that companionship. There isn't necessarily the one. It's you can find the one Mm -hmm. and work through it with the one. But the one, 
you could end up with a lot of different the ones that person sure. could look so different and yeah. so i think the this this idea that there's an invisible string that's connecting you to someone else oh. and like there's one person that's right for you i think is false i think agree kind of as we heard with mirrorball i think we all tend to find ways to reflect what we see and and the people that we we love most and they sure. do the same to you and so at yeah. some point you end up being able to find that cohesive relationship without necessarily um, being that way to start off with. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think the idea behind the song is very romantic. Like, it, there is definitely this, like, I think it's, a, I will go as far as to say a societal problem of, like, the craziness we put behind relationships and what they're supposed to look like and, like, everything's supposed to be, like, so dramatic and emotional and it's going to be this big moment and you're going to find the one... Like, you're going to run into each other at a, a coffee shop and you're just going to nudge him slightly. He's going to drop his papers and, you know, that whole bullshit. You're going to bend and snap and you're going to be in heaven. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, that's crazy talk to me. Like, I, this is mostly just a PSA for everyone out there. Like, get good with yourself. Find out what makes you tick. What do you like? And then when you're good with yourself... Don't worry about it. You know, someone's yeah. going to come along and they might. And if they don't, girl, you're good. You're so, you got it. Find some. So I, yeah. I, this has stuck with me for like the longest time, but find someone that, um, that compliments you, not completes you. Ah, uh, cause you're, you're already complete. Cause you need to be able to complete yourself and yes. someone else should be able to just help bring out the best traits in you that you mm -hmm. already have. And you already have a, that, that exists yeah. there. So I agree. Um, we kind of just turned into a little bit of a therapy podcast for a second here, yeah, but, yeah. uh, what, what I would say is that this song was, and it's not free. <laughs> this song was very wistful, very, yes. um, kind of romanticizing love, but in, yeah. in a way that just felt, felt, felt like I could get on board for it. Felt right. Right. So with that, bop or flop? This is an easy bop. Easy bop. Easy bop for the album. Not tepid. Not not a single issue not with tepid. the song that I would I would go into. Right. So next we go into um, Mad Woman. Mad Woman. Actually, real quick, I do have one thing I didn't like about this song. Hold on. Yep, let's go back. Okay. Rewind. Okay, so one thing I will say about the song, and it kind of goes back to the little things about Taylor that kind of irk me a little bit. A couple of songs we talk about downtown and like this dive bar kind of vibe. And it's like, girl, when have you ever been to a dive bar? Like, you live in Chelsea. Let her have those moments. Like, Maybe she's going to like Branson, Missouri no, and she finds a dive bar she's there. She's absolutely not doing that. <laughs> but fun fact there was a very glamorous period of my life where I was an unpaid intern in New York. And another fun fact, my roommate, who was a musician, musician, but also walked dogs, he walked a dog for someone who lived in Taylor's building in Chelsea. Isn't that fun? Never I mean, met him, or never <laughs> met her. He never met her, but he did meet Paul Rudd. So if, I, if, I'm, if I'm connecting the dots here, it was your, your roommate um, yes. walked the dog of another person yes. who lived in the same building as Taylor Swift. That's exactly right. And what you're saying is I yeah. know someone whose roommate yes. walked the dog of yes, someone that, is exactly that lived in yes. the building of, of Taylor Swift. Yeah. And again, they never met. I think through that, mm -hmm. um, I feel even closer to Taylor. Yeah. I, I mean, she has your number. She has my number. She has your number. But what I'm saying is, like, 
I just, like, that's part of this, like, imagery that she tries to sell that I'm just not buying. Like, you're not a dive bar girl. I'm sorry. And what, what, you what, live in Chelsea. What I, you're fucking rich. I love that we both have we both <laughs> have the problem with the the dive bar or the city. Those words. Yeah. The, re- the reason why I do is be like, and it, this is probably just more of like a literal thing. But like the album, all of the artwork and all of the, we're in the woods. We're in the woods, honey. This is upstate. Stop! Stop mentioning all this shit about. I'm the trying city. to escape the city. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Moving back on, we're back to Mad Woman. Um, Mad Woman. What'd you think? Um, I need a moment to collect my thoughts. You go first. Yeah, so for me, Mad Woman, I, I really loved this song. Ooh, okay. And I, I really loved it from, I think it is so truthful as to, to like mansplaining and oh, to... Yes. Yes. To kind of the way that men treat women yes. and their feelings. Again, going back to the the previous song, um, which one was it? Invisible String. Not Invisible String. Oh, oh um, not literally the last. Okay. No, yeah, the one. My is it My Tears Ricochet? Um no, Exile. It, exile. So it feels very um kind of connected to Exile in that. This also is like when a guy tells a girl, you seem mad or like oh. you're acting crazy. Oh, now I'm acting crazy if you tell me that. Like if you, if you. You wanted crazy? Yeah. Well, I'll give you crazy, Tammy Brown. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so for me, um, that's, that, that's I think where I found such a strong connection to it. And like it felt so resonant to probably so many women mm-hmm. and maybe some men who knows yeah. um, not trying to to say that problems can only be a single gender or that there is a single gender there's more than one gender there's more than two genders there might be a ton of genders or none at all yeah we'll unpack that next week <laughs> maybe we won't I don't know we'll <laughs> see um, but what I uh, it, it to me it felt like it's like you keep on pointing all of the blame for whenever things kind of get crazy. You point it at the women and then you keep climbing over them. And like, as you go through relationships, it's always them. That's the problem, yeah. not you. And I think yeah. to me, it was one of the first ones of this album that felt like she was pointing the finger back. Oh yeah. For me, this is definitely like when you think about the whole, the master's debacle with Scooter Braun owning her masters and whole, that's like a whole shitty situation and the the Kanye West of it all with Taylor like this is like the words are venomous in this song mm-hmm. in the best way possible it it uh it feels like any of her long Tumblr posts or any of her <laughs> long Instagram posts yeah the little iPhone notes that she takes screen uh, grabs yeah, of yeah. it feels like that same uh-huh. energy very that, very but that. But in an album. Yeah. Or in a song. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I would give this a bop. What would you say? I would echo that. I would give this a bop. So moving on to the next song, and this is, I'm hoping we're getting to this one. I think it's Epiphany. You're right, Aaron. Oh, thank goodness. You took really good notes. I took notes in two different spots, so I can't remember which one yeah, to go where. That's um, fine. Different levels of organization. What did you think of Epiphany? Uh, you know, um... I, I'm not trying to play middle of the road here at all. I just like, 
there were a few songs on the album that despite what the, like, despite the lyrics, no matter if it was, like, kind of a nice, I did read that it was, like, a, a tribute to her grandfather's time in the war, which I thought was really neat. It just, like, the mix of the music and the lyrics didn't really, it just didn't, yeah. it didn't bring me there. It didn't yeah. do it for me, like, say, in August, or this is me trying to. Uh, I, I would say 100% agree. I, I do want to give some spotlight to the lyrics. So I, yeah. again, I love that you did so much research about the history I, of the songs. I, ju- I want to be very clear. I did like five minutes of Googling. I did not like do a thesis on this. I think you will listen back and that'll be very evident. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't think anyone else is going to be doing any Googling either. So they're going to trust you at your word, I'm going to yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, or they already know because they're obsessed. When I listened to it, and I, I, I'm glad that you 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 kind of gave that little bit of story because that's actually what I heard from it. But the perspective I heard was it's from the wife, oh. and it's, I I love your perspective, like your imagination. Her love, uh, love. what it yeah it, paints it's, this it, picture. It's the wife, and it's all of her silent struggles that mm. she has to deal with. Yeah. It, both having her her spouse go to war and sure. and being worried about all of all of the things that could potentially happen to her husband in that situation, but then uh, her spouse comes back and has some some serious both trauma physically as well as probably probably trauma mentally mm. that she also needs to be able to save face and be that strong person, but inside she is crumbling. She is scared. And to yeah. me, I, I loved the lyrics of this song, but yeah. you are 1,000% correct. Yeah. This is not a bop that I would listen to uh, yeah. on the regular. Yeah. Not adding it to playlists, that's Def- for sure. Definitely not. Sorry. Um, good lyrics does not a song good make always. So what that's, would you give this? That's why poetry exists. <laughs> Uh, it's a flop for me. It it it's a flop for me. But kudos to you, Taylor. Again, you are a masterful yeah. lyricist, and this song is just as good with that too. Yeah. Yeah. So next up, we have Betty, and ah! this is the Ooh! this is the number three in that that sexy love triangle we've been talking about. So uh, this is number three in the sexy love triangle you've been talking about. I've, I've Googled for five minutes, yeah. But for me, <laughs> for this, you, is, tell this, me. this is song number one ah! in my lesbian love triangle story. Oh, you got the gay? I had a narrative You got the for. gay here? Yeah. This, so uh, the smallest research I've done, and it wasn't even research, it was bombarded up. Uh, uh, Against on the, on me the socials on social media yeah, that yeah. this was the lesbian song of the album is and how do you feel about uh, the idea of Taylor using uh, gay themes to uh, tell a story? I so two things. One is it's just like Sam Smith's first album where you didn't he didn't use a whole lot of gender. Yeah, I don't think this song necessarily is specifically to women or to men or Ooh, to tell that story. But sure, the gender's not important. There's there's enough uh, just in Taylor's life that ties it to, I forget what the lady's name is, but there's like this like friend of hers mm. that a lot of these photos that uh, are a part of the album, 
this girl was on set for all those photos, took oh. a lot of those photos, was oh, just... Oh, I see what you're getting at. I see what has you're getting been at. around. And sure. so this song in particular was the start of kind of, these are our three songs. Like, this is... This, mm. We're officially into the part where, like, we're tell- I'm telling a little bit about me being a little bit vulnerable. Okay. Tell us right now, is Taylor Swift a lesbian? Yes. You heard it here first. Yeah. Confirm Taylor Swift is a lesbian. Uh, PJ just popped up her ear. She says, I can't say that here. It's not confirmed. That could be considered libel or slander or something. Okay. Um, That's, uh, PJ is also our legal, um, <laughs> our legal consultant. She wears a lot of hats. A lot of hats. Um, I was, I, yeah, I was kidding, by the way. But she, whether or not she's a lesbian, I, that, she, that's, I don't think she is. I don't want to say one way or the other. I don't want to say okay. one way. Okay, all right. I, th- I think she. Um, I think she has more potential to be queer than Harry Styles does. I don't agree with that at all. I think he is probably the most fluid thing on the planet. Actually, we've had this discussion before. You just think he's cool with like. I think he's the vi- fluidity of the gender thing. You don't think he's queer. He's. I think. Gender expression is a form of being queer. Okay. And so far, yeah. I think he's queer in that regard, but I think that but she actually like would experiment more than. than you don't he think, would. like you don't think he's second D. I don't think he's second D. I okay. think he, I think there might be a time where he'd he'd give it a go just to try it. Sure. I'm gonna say I think Harry Styles is more likely to suck a D than Taylor did do things that lesbians do. But I think Taylor probably is finding connection with a woman that she mm-hmm. has not found in all of the men that she's mm-hmm. dated. Oh. Okay. We we don't right. know. We don't need we don't need to sure. know. But for this song, my headspace was yeah. this felt like uh it's her kind of saying we uh I can't be open for you. I can't be that level for you. Um mm-hmm. and so from that, I hope you can like take me for where I am. Sure, sure. Okay, um, so again, in the five minutes of Googling I did on this one, this is allegedly from the uh, viewpoint of James, who is the cheater in this triangle. And what's so interesting and what also has contributed to, I, I think, some of the, the lesbian rumors, the gay theme rumors, is that James' gender is never specifically uh, revealed. And it's also um, out there that James and Inez, who are both referenced in this song, that's actually the names of the daughters of Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively's daughters. So, girls. So that's another reason why people are like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. So, the yeah, the way I, the way I interpreted the song was it was that I can't be as, like, out there and as public as you want me to be. Okay. And I just, I won't be able to meet you where you need me to be. Like, and it, to me, it felt like she was telling her significant other, whether it be man or woman, like, I can't be public with you. Oh. And I, oh. But, 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 but would you still be able to accept me even though we can't be public? Okay. Um, okay. But I do, I did really like the song. I thought it was a beautiful um, song, both lyrically and melodically. Yeah. I think on my first listen through, this is my favorite song. Oh? Yeah. Um, Spoiler alert, that changed, but... <laughs> but yeah. um, so I would say uh, Betty, for me, was definitely a bop. 
Uh, I agree. I will say uh, Betty. Betty's a bop. Bop Betty. Betty Boop. Oh, oh. (laughs) Betty Boop. That's right. Um, Next song is Peace. What'd you think of Peace? What did I think of Peace? I'll be honest and leave much of an impression. I'll be honest. I have to be honest. This is again. Um, did did the the song do very much for me? No. Did the lyrics do much for me? Uh, also, probably no. Yeah. But what I would say with this one is it does. I think it it helped me kind of solidify in my mindset my trilogy that I was creating. That was again like, I can provide you with this little corner of my life, or I can provide you with this little moment of of who I am. Sure. Is that going to be enough for you? Can mm. we find a way to make that work? Because I want to make that like you give me enough. Sure. Um, you know, and for me, a lot of the lyrics, the vibe it gave me was, oh, gosh, I, I just hope you'll love me. Like, and for that, I, ugh, like, it's just, it didn't, didn't, didn't really do it for me. I didn't love that sentiment. I do want to spotlight some of the lyrics here, okay. and I want to say, please do, please do. All these people think love's for show, but I would die for you in secret. The devil's in the details, but you got a friend in me. Oh. Would it be enough if I could never give you peace? And that's, that's where I'm getting that, that true vibe of, I want to be there for you. And I want like, I, I, we can't have a relationship, but it just can't be public. Yeah. Is that enough? Well, it isn't. You'll find out next week. Actually, the song is about us and, um, it's not, it's not enough enough for me. So, um, never enough. Oh. Okay, Mar. I can't say more than that without getting uh, probably having to pay for rights. I don't yeah. know how that works. PJ, what do you, can you check in on that? PJ, <laughs> she's she's looking it up right now. She'll get back to us. So this song, bop or flop? For me, honestly, a flop. This is also a flop for me. A flop. Yep. And I think we're on the final song of the album. Yeah. Um, this song is titled Ho Axe. Ho Axe. Ho dash Axe. What do you think that means? I, th- I think it's um, when you are sharpening your axe uh, oh. to attack all of the dirty oh. men in your life. Aaron, actually, um, PJ's in my ear. A hoax. Oh, the title of the hoax. song is Hoax. I, I don't know what that hoax. means. Hoax. Um, can I just sidetrack? Yeah. I know we're running probably... Probably so oh. long. It's fine. We're almost at an hour. We're almost at an hour. We're oh, fine. that's actually fine. That's we're fine. Whatever. We're fine. Yeah. fine. Um, yeah. there was this girl in my health class and we were back in the day. I don't know if you ever had this where like the teacher would like call on someone to read like, a, like two paragraphs and then you'd call on someone else. Uh, hot potato. And there was this popcorn, girl. Popcorn reading. I believe that's called. Popcorn reading. Yeah. There was this girl called or, um, called her name. Her name was <laughs> El, Cor- Elsa Pell. She is called <laughs> Courtney Skoog. Um, Courtney, if you're listening, hi. Or she calls herself rather. And she was reading, she was reading about like physical exercise and she goes, mm-hmm. too much physical exercise can sometimes cause fatty goo. Fatty what, goo? What word do you think she was trying to, to Fa- say? Fatigue? <laughs> <laughs> the answer was fatigue. I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. English is a difficult language. It's nonsensical uh, phonetically. I think it's one of the toughest. It is. It makes literally no sense. The rules, it's a wild west. We're moving to emojis, so we're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we don't need language. What do you think of hoax? Um, Again, hoax for me, uh, it just, it was the same situation with peace. It 
just didn't really leave me wanting to explore it further. I listened to it about four or five times and that never really changed for me. I, I didn't love it. Um, the one, the one call that I had here was, um, don't want no other shade of blue, but yours, Mm -hmm. um, wondering or uh, blue, but you, it's actually blue, but you, yeah. Um, do you think she's talking about the blue man group? Um, I'm actually an expert on the blue man group. I saw them in Las Vegas when I was 12. Um, so yeah, I think this is about the time she tried out. She was trying to break barriers, you know, blue man group. She was trying to say, why not? Blue uh, parentheses, W-O, and parentheses, men group. Okay, and um, this yeah. is, do you know, It was this like the same audition that uh, Tobias Funke auditioned for? <laughs> Interested Development? Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, she, was the, uh, she was going to be the understudy. Uh, scheduling didn't work out. Shoot, darn it. Yeah. Um, the other thing I have written down about this um, Especially now that that PJ has correctly pronounced the word uh, as hoax. Hoax. Um, yes. We're currently living in an environment where um, maybe this song could be considered the COVID song. Don't say that. Don't say coronavirus. Um, do you think that are there's you, any are coincidence you, in the name? Do, are you saying that Taylor has found her voice politically and she's coming out hard that COVID-19 is a hoax? I mean, uh, there is that one song that she did for the last one about the gays. Yeah. Um, what is it? You need to calm down. This could be just oh, her taking a... This could be the follow-up. This is the follow-up yeah. of oh. her taking political stances. Well, now that I know that, I don't feel so good about this album. Yeah, this kind of puts a huge downer on my album if she, if she truly does it's, think that there's some hoaxes happening. It's not how I like to end an album. Um, all in all, in all, though, I this this song didn't really go one way or the other for me. And yeah. so from that, because there have been so many spotlights on the album, this song did fall into more of the, the flop category. Yeah, I'll say I just was more entertained talking to you about the completely false uh, message behind this song than I did listening to it. So for me, it's a flop. Yeah. So, yeah. so Simon, we, we made it through not only our first episode of reviewing, but our um, first full album. Yeah. If we were to take this album and take it from beginning to end, yeah. uh, what would be your two sentences about the album or your, your, your two-line review, and then whether or not you give the album as a whole bop or flop? Okay. Um, I would say uh, it's an interesting uh and i wouldn't go so far as to say brave exploration um of an artist's expression but i will say um it was a definitely an appreciated uh fuck let me start over okay i really had something for that um so overall i would say that this was a really interesting perspective uh, and use of Taylor's time during the pandemic. I think it was really neat that she decided to explore a different way of expressing herself that I don't know if we were expecting. And as much as I have not been a Taylor fan in the past, I always respect um, an artist's space and license to experiment. That was much longer than I think what you asked for. But that's okay. Um, And I'm going to go ahead and throw in a top bop, if you don't mind. Can I do a top bop of the album? Add a top bop. For me, uh, no question, August was my top bop. 
loved August. Will that will go on my playlist that I've been you know accumulating since freshman year of college. <laughs> uh, it's about thirteen hundred songs at this point. Damn, up there. Um, but yeah, I I loved it. It was my favorite. It made me feel like the feelings I get when I listen to a Lana album, when I listen to an Amy Winehouse. It gave me that sort of like I'm so where you're trying to bring us. I'm along for this ride. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. And overall, I I say this album is a bop. I think it's, which I, I, I am shocked. Yeah. I have to say, if I wasn't doing this for a podcast, I'm not sure I would have listened past the first time. Agreed. Yeah. Well, I would have, but, okay. but that's... Well, <laughs> well you're, be- you're better than I am, so, yeah. So for me, I, I think the way I would describe this album is it feels like it's, a, it's beautiful poetry mm. with some music in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and what I mean by that is... Going into this album, I knew she was Taylor is going is a beautiful lyricist and she can do some really wonderful things. And by stripping back a lot of the production, I think we only probably heard maybe three different instruments throughout the the entire album outside of her voice. Sure. Um, from that, the lyrics and the lyrics took kind of the spotlight. Yeah. You weren't doing a lot of belting. You weren't doing a lot of um, key changes. Yeah, it, not it, a lot of gimmicks. Not a lot of gimmicks, very simple. But mm-hmm. from that, we, we as the listener focused so much more heavily on the lyrics, which mm-hmm. we knew was an area that she could crush. Yeah. Um, I will say that this this album, for purpose of production, is probably not going to win any awards. Okay. So for me, this album was very much uh, just a compilation of poetry with music in the background. It was so kind of simple in terms of a lot of the melody, in terms of a lot of the instruments that were used, maybe two or three instruments total that I heard, um, that it really, because it was so stripped down, it put such an emphasis on the lyrics. And that's where she truly did um, kind of crush it with this album. So that's why I think I like the album as much as I do. I don't feel like if you're going to put this album into the folk category as I think her title alludes and her I don't know if anyone's arguing it's folk wherever she was trying to go with this it doesn't feel like she necessarily went to that genre that she needed to go to but for all sakes of this this was probably her best written album yeah I would would Um, agree with that and best kind of analogies and et cetera, et cetera, that made the stories just so compelling. Mm -hmm. I really, really, really hope she continues to put herself in positions of people other than herself and herself and writes points of view and writes songs from their different perspectives. Cause I think that that's something that, um, we haven't gotten a whole lot of, but we got a little bit with this album and I, uh, truly have appreciated. So, um, Although I think this is likely going to be an album that will be more likely background music when I do listen to it, I it definitely is a bop of an album. And when these when the certain lyrics come on that I truly resonated with, I'm probably going to be tweeting them out. Oh, watch out for that. Like it, um, retweet it. Maybe retweet it. Um, okay. Speaking of, yeah. uh, I think we are a little bit over time, if not a lot of bit over time. So. Uh, Simon, where can people find you? Um, well, you can find me at uh, the realist Simon on Instagram, uh, and you will find me 
at the Aaron, E-H-R-E-N, on pretty much all social, including Venmo if you want to give me some money. Oh, yeah. I'm also the realist Simon on Venmo. <laughs> so feel free to feel free to um, send us a Venmo, maybe request a Venmo if you feel I'm faulty pro- I'm not sure there's a limit to how much you can send on Venmo, but let's test it. And what what I would we I think we'd both also love is yeah sending us a, a some feedback. What did you like about this podcast? What did you not like about this podcast? Where did we take you? Where would you want to go? Yeah. What did you like about it? Um, if it's something along the lines of I hate your voice, kill yourself. Maybe don't send you that. S- you can send those to me, and I'll send pass them. them along. Send them to Aaron. PJ will. Actually, actually, send those to Prairie, Prairie yeah, Jean. Her Prairie's Instagram is prairie.jean. Oh, good shout out. Good um, shout out. You can, you can send her those messages and she can pass them along yeah. in a more gentle way. Yeah. So um, this has been super fun. Thank you for so much for listening in. Yeah. Um, and we will see you uh, next time. For uh, another album, whatever that might be. Bye. Bye.